read what you own notes from, from the last time you were in the place you were assigned to. Or get, get some of the old tapes. We have 25 years of teaching that you can feed on so you can be a better watchman, a more, a more productive you know you need to get enough in you so when you go out and witness somebody will get saved just saying you know start eating their stuff you can you can feed on what God's given you and then you demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit in your ministry and and it's so easy to get, to get deterred and get turned off on a long down a dead street, a dead road. Never settle for not validating God's word working through you with signs following. You need to produce the signs now. And so, you know, but, but like attracts like. So you, you find those people that have demonstrated power of the Holy Spirit. I still have little Romans books, all of them. Over and over and over again. You know, I mean, sometimes the, the no fail people in your life, you can count them on two hands almost, but you got something. You ever seen something that's real and something that's proven and where God's confirmed their words with signs following? We gotta, we gotta be ever vigilant with that, folks, because I'm telling you, there's so many people out there that want to compromise on God's word because they can't produce the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the problem is they're trying to produce it themselves, and when they fail at it, then they just pick up something else to do. Because they don't know how to go sit down until they come back and get something, come back with something. See, back in the day, they did that. You know, people like Earl Roberts, God, I'm not going to go out there unless you, I know you're with me. You understand what I'm saying? All that's biblical. But now people get out there, they want to blow up. and You know, that's all it's about anymore. You know, years ago when we started the ministry, God told me television would be the biggest snare for many, many ministries. He said, I haven't told everybody to be on television. And he said, if I haven't graced you and given you the the enablement to stay out there and stay out there pure and determined with the same message... Yeah. So now we see anybody can get on there. You know, all you got to do is have enough people to pay that bill, or believe God to pay that bill, and or believe somebody to pay that bill when you need it paid. It's true. And see, in, in the average person sitting here thinks, well, they got to be good. They, they're on television. You see, we take that as a credential instead of God speaking to you as to what you see. But we bypass relationship with God in some of these things. You just have to be discerning. Be careful. Don't need don't everything that, that's out there. You know, learn how to have it let God give you your food. You know, He knows what He's He's strengthening you for. He knows what you need, and then He knows how to provide that for you. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just a matter of stepping out with what you know and, and offering it to the right person. See, none of us know if anybody's really going 
going to get healed or not if we share Christ with him. But we step out and do it because that's what we're called to do. And we don't get discouraged if they don't. You see, we keep going because we know that we're planting seeds. This is this is what this life is. The seed that you don't own, you can't make it grow. Only God can prosper. So all you got to do is, you know, you can be just as impersonal, uh, impersonal with the sharing Christ as you are. You can with planting a plant in your yard. You don't get offended if that plant don't grow. You know, because you spent your money on if you paid for it. You know, some of us live off clippings. Look at you guys. What's that growing smell so pretty in me? Give me a clip and put it in a pot for me. Whatever. This <laughs> is true. So be discerning, folks. God's, God's invested a lot in you. Don't cheapen it by trying to cut corners and get something ahead of time or something that belongs to somebody else. Learn how to be 100% satisfied in God because he made you you. And just just maximize being you. Be happy being you. Be the you God created you to be. And we will all benefit from it. You know, if 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 Miss Nola wasn't Miss Nola, I wouldn't have the benefit of who she is. If she came in here trying to be somebody else all the time, it, it wouldn't benefit anybody. But God made her to be who she is so we can all get the benefit of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? If Chuck wasn't Chuck. Mm. <laughs> You see, see everybody, we, we love each other just the way God created us to be. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, just don't put your chicken leg in the way that is, that's all. But we all know that, right? The system, we know the system, but you can't trust it with that chicken leg that I've spoken for. Amen. Well, praise God. We, we, we've got to be, be people of character who, who know our God, trust Him, trust Him with us. Uh, we can't be uh, upset in life about certain things that God has put in our life or what He's called us to be. You know, we just have to go on being who we are in Christ and let God give the increase in what we're doing. Amen. Be content. Be content. Malcontents always wind up on the wrong side of the road, you know. So be content. So God is good. Amen. Praise God. So on page 14, Brother Sumrall got off the plane and and, uh, saw uh, people worshiping demons when they were on the beach. And one thing that, that demonic worship seems to crave is some form of light, amen, and some type of an offering. And so they, they tend to, and it's the, it's the counterfeit of God. You know, God always provided the fire for the altar. And the light of the fire was to consume the altar or consume the offering on the altar, the ones that God prescribed that were supposed to be done. And, and so people were able to contact God that way. So whenever you see these, these similar offerings like that, uh, you know that there's a false 
religion or false god creating that. Uh, oftentimes when, when uh, children are murdered, we will see the candlelight vigil and, you know, leaving teddy bears. And these are offerings to whatever God is drawing people because they don't understand how to contact the true and living God. So they kind of get together and it's kind of like this is a spontaneous thing, but these things are orchestrated by these demon spirits because they're too similar. The devil never can come up with anything original. He has all the counterfeit and then there's an element of satisfaction that that kind of activity brings to people. So they feel somehow connected to that person or somehow fulfilled and all that kind of stuff. If they can do these things and so we have to understand that there's a force that's calling for people to do these things and many times those forces really are trying to in a way uh, condone or in a way appease the normal anger and outrage that people feel at these things it kind of settles that down a little bit and they can feel like this well you're an angel now and it gives you all these um, you know untrue interpretations of what that life meant and uh, what that that uh, person contributed you know to humanity and all this kind of stuff so it, it builds up a whole false scenario about why that person was born why they were created uh, the purpose they had in life their purpose was not to die young and to you know go and fly and be an angel now but their purpose was to fulfill the plan of God and, and to uh, be a blessing to mankind for 70 plus years that's what God ordains for everybody amen many times people can come up with the right interpretation of the problem but they don't have the answer and so this kind of gives them some kind of answer that they can gravitate toward or accept or something like that and so as believers though we have to learn how to understand what people go through when there is a loss but pray also for that situation and pray that God would come in with a remedy for these things because the remedy is not yet spoken to people see this is the whole thing and you know you can't just be satisfied watching people in ignorance you know having these little things in, in almost a seance because trust me the next step is somebody's going to come to one of these kind of gatherings and tell them that they can contact that deceased person you got me and so this is how the enemy plays people and this is how he keeps them uh, a, you know enraptured you know he's always has got a false answer for them for the things that they go through in life, the things that challenge them in life. God's answer is always restoration. His answer is always to restore, to heal, uh, to bring about new life, to bring about uh, um, uh, a, a productive answer and prosperity in a situation. His answer is always toward that. It's never toward going back and talking to 
somebody and once they're departed I mean their, their time here has ceased and now God is in charge of them and so uh, but, but trust me we're going to get to the time where people these things will turn into full blown seances because that's the next step because these demons will contact these people and they will have people that will either uh, uh, channel them through them or in some way not let go of this individual they're angels now but they will be voices and they will be contacted in the future and so this is how the devil gets his grip on people through grief through fear through uh, just wanting to contact many times people who feel powerless uh, gravitate toward witchcraft because they want to have power over either their lives over something or someone so when he got off of uh, off the plane on route to the hotel he came uh, to the uh, Copacabana beach he said I'll never forget the scene we witnessed and the sounds we heard on that occasion and he said this was on New Year's day the night of New Year's um, midnight no past midnight the first day of the year so you see the devil's always trying to make himself sovereign and make himself first like the first of the year like when we try to get direction for the new year coming up we seek God for direction for that year you know a prophetic direction that we can share with other people so here the devil has his people out there trying to get something from him at the beginning of the year he said we'll never forget the scene you witnessed and the sounds we heard on that occasion thousands of spiritists of the Umbanda and Macumba sects all dressed in white worshipped on the beach now this is something that in Christian in Christianity historically the enemy has taken worship away from God's people you got me? Many of you followed the ministry because you were free to worship. Because you got spirit filled, you learned how to get out of your fear of who was standing next to you and people tapping you if you got too loud in church. Remember those days? And so what the enemy does is he comes in and he silences the worship. First, by taking the word away from people. He still does that. For years, the Catholic Church thought the people were could not uh, uh, understand or weren't worthy. I guess the average person wasn't up to whatever God's standard was for reading the Holy Scripture. So they had a, a common uh, translation of Scripture they called the Vulgate, which they allowed from the word vulgar, which means common, which they allowed the average person to have access to. But the devil all always makes an elite kind of hierarchy in things. You got me to keep people feeling worthless and unworthy and incapable of reading and understanding the scriptures themselves. That's why people in in our our type of of community of spirit filled people, we always have the the reputation of being ignorant, illiterate, and all we know how to do is read the Bible. You got me? Because they consider Bible reading something that if you picked it up to read it, they've been told traditionally you can't understand it anyway. So these poor people just you know uh, puzzle their brains and pull their brains out trying to understand this book. And poor things look at them. All they got is that Bible. 
so we've been laughed at a lot. Even even the ones of us who are more or less mainstream that know how to fit in, they say the same thing about Pat Robertson. That man's got a law degree and other degrees as well. He's a president of a university. And they still want to put him down to make fun of him. So that Bible that you pick up has a reputation in hell. You understand me? And, and the devil doesn't want you to read it. He doesn't want you to get revelation. Because the Bible says that the entrance of God's word gives light gives understanding to the simple. So you don't really have to be a smart person to get revelation from God. You just have to be a devoted person. You know, somebody hungry, somebody passed one of God's tests, and he'll open up his understanding to you because he wants to have a relationship with people. You know, but the religious critic doesn't see relationship as important. They laugh at us if, if we say we heard from God or God said this or we believe God wants us to do this or God wants well who do we think we are? Huh? Well they laugh at us and mock us. And so we have to be aware that a lot of what we treasure and hold on to has been handed to us with, through great tribulation. There's been a lot of persecution that others have had the face to bring this worship to us, to bring us freedom and liberty in our services where we can come in and receive the word of God and go out and do the word of God. Um, you know, people in the past have been arrested for having healing services. Now, that's been in my lifetime. You know, they, they've arrested people for praying for the sick, practicing medicine without a license because the people got healed. Well, you couldn't say they weren't healed, but so they went after them because they didn't have a license to heal people, you see. And so there's been a lot of challenge to our way of life. There's been a lot of challenge that we've had to fight to get free to enjoy the things that we enjoy freely in Christ. People have paid a, a high price for that. And so we have to understand that worship is something that, that God, that's, that's your covenant with him. When you worship, you keep covenant with him. You understand what I'm saying? That's number one. That you worship him and put him first in all things. And so when we obey that, we are obeying the first principles of God. And why wouldn't the devil want to take that from you? Why wouldn't he want to pervert worship to the point where where the freedom of worship uh, is discouraged because it gets out of hand, so to speak, because it's not genuine. And so we have to really understand that when God uh, sets us free, that that it's been done at a high price, but also the devil wants to come now and make counterfeit of it. So to get people off on the wrong footing, on the wrong trail, so that they can follow him instead of following God. So he says these people are dressed in white and worshipped on the beach. These spirits had done hundreds of small holes in the sand and placed lighted candles in them. The world famous beach was aglow with these small fires. Well, you know, that's just a counterfeit of us. We are the light of the world. Amen? So, we, you know, they just want to do these things. As we approached, we saw spiritists tossing flowers in the waters of Guanabara uh, Bay. And so they were giving these offerings of flowers. And then we see that 
being left when Princess Diana was killed. Uh, they left tons of flowers. Flores ran out of flowers. They had to ship flowers in, especially to, to you know, supply for the demand that they were having. And says they were uh, praying to Imanja, queen of the sea or mother of the sea. So they have a deity that they are addressing. One of the things about demonic worship is the devil never specifies what you are to do. So you'll find people doing all kinds of things, trying to contact the spirit world. One thing he will eventually do, and that is tell you to kill somebody because he likes to shed blood. And so the end result of most satanic worship is human sacrifice. So he says, Arlindo once told me he had known of these people throwing jewels and gold into the sea in the frenzy of worship. And so when when people get involved in these things, in these trances, in these worship trances, there are actual spirits that show up and attach themselves to these people so that they can go out and continue to listen to them, obey them, and they can gain entry and use people. He said how strange it was to see thousands of spiritist worshipers, many of whom jerked and gyrated while they chanted incantations to demons. All of them seemed under a hypnotic spell and had an agonized look upon their faces. Now, you know, we've all seen kind of stuff like this in some of our churches over the years. Especially churches that aren't spirit-filled where they don't preach the gospel. Either they make you shut up totally. Huh? And not say anything and not move, sit there rigid, so you don't ever contact God. Poor Catholics, they went through a lot of persecutions just to have, I mean, like somebody play a guitar and sing Kumbaya in one of their services. Because somebody got moved. When the spirit got stirred, people got moved. And when they got moved, and then immediately the devil comes and shuts it back down again. You know, they chase them out of there. They got to go someplace else now. They shuts it down and we're back to the same old dead stuff. You're either make it dead that way, or if you come alive, you come alive in the devil and not alive in God. Either way, he's got control over it. Many times in, in non-spirit-filled churches where they don't really preach the truth and preach the word, you know, you have many people who really want a relationship with God. They really want freedom in God. They want to contact God. And so there may be times in a service where people uh, are not spirit-filled and there's a lot of ignorance, God shows up. He shows up in response to a hungry heart and people desiring him. And because people are not taught and they don't understand what's going on, if they jump up, if they feel something, they jump up, they don't know what they felt, nobody can tell them and give them to understand, you know, just lift your hands up and continue to worship and pray in tongues or other than first words you feel coming up in you or whatever experience they're experiencing, they wrestle with them and fight with them and sit them down. And then Sister Susan says the one that tears up the church all the time, she will shout her, so they make a nurse sit on either side of her. 
don't grow up. Come on, y'all. I don't have time to keep doing this over and over again with y'all. You act like you ain't never been to a crazy Baptist church before. All they need is some teaching. Understanding. And to be open to the things of the Holy Spirit. Just what's in your Bible. What you and I share, what's in that Bible. They need to come to an understanding of that. And learn how to open themselves up to receive the gift that God is blessing them with. Because when God shows up and touches you, it is a blessing. When people get attention for shouting, everybody wants to see them act up every Sunday. You know, it's just, it really is, it's pathetic. But, you know, if you, if you tell them you're praying tongues, you're the devil. Well, if I'm the devil, what's that over there? And in this day and age, when we got preachers on television 24-7, we still have that level of ignorance. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because the devil seems always to be able to manipulate his way in and shut the real power of God out, understanding out, to make fun of people who seek God, to make fun of people who have understanding. We have people in the spirit field movement make fun of each other. You know, when people started doing things like like what we did to be able to go into some of the venues in Detroit to have our meetings, you know, you drive around, you talk to devils that are holding buildings captive and tell them to let them go in Jesus' name. We have people who think that's a joke. Make fun of it, mock it. You know, those people are an embarrassment and all that kind of stuff. And they're spirit-filled people. They're the faith people. Where the faith people refuse to receive prophetic understanding. That's why they're stuck, you know, just confessing to death and not getting anything. You gotta have an option on your confession before it brings any fruit. You shut the door on the prophet and you think you got everything because you got some word and some confession and all that and you, you find yourself using what you have to no avail. You can't shut the door on anything God has for you. You can't swallow the whole enchilada. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when you, you do the... Uh, you know, they give you the little cold tablets that fizz in the water. And you start drinking it, and the, the flavor, you know, get your little cherry flavor. Well, that fizzy cherry water tastes good, but that nasty medicine is still in the bottom of the cup. If you don't drink that, you don't get nothing. It's the same thing with what God has for us. See, there's a fizz on the top that we all get excited about, but then there's some stuff that's hard to swallow in that cup. That's where all the medicine is, is in the hard to swallow stuff. Some people just like the fluff of everything, you know. It's, to me, it takes a lot of energy to stay in the fluff. A lot of energy. 
when I got married and my husband finally saw me without makeup, without shake-up, without... He said... <laughs> it's hard to keep that up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of work. God takes us out of the fluff. You can enjoy things and, and all of that, but you can't live off the fluff. That's a lot of work living off the fluff. So you look at me strange, I look at him strange. I, say, I don't know if I brought that home with me either. How did I come here with you? You know what I'm saying? So we just decided to just be us. Love each other for us and get comfortable. That's what we got to do with the whole of God's counsel. We got to love the good, the bad, the ugly, the tough, the, the hard to do. You know, got to love it all. It's all God. It's all good for you. It's all good for you. When we get tired of our, you know, feel happy messages and. You know, God is with you no matter what. Don't get down on yourself. Don't get discouraged. Just stay in there. You get tired of that. Right, right. Preach. So these people would go into hypnotic spells and have agonized looks upon their faces. Religion always wants to look like it's so tough and hard. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. You have to agonize to enjoy God. Just enjoy Him. Every now and then I'll get up out of the chair and I'll feel God laugh. And I say, God, we is getting on lately. You know what I'm saying? I say, oh, oh. It was kind of funny because one of the sisters came in and was sitting in the room with me. She was so excited. You know, she said, I'm going to sit and chat with you. I said, go, oh, Lord, come on. All the single ladies were up there. I was right in there, so you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, she was talking to me and she got ready to get up. She said, Barb, I can't get up. I said, well, we have each other. So she said, Can you give me a You know, sometimes you get, you get all excited when you're young mind for a minute, and then all of a sudden it hits you. I just said, No, I'm not Not too easy. See, if I wiggle off to the edge and throw myself on the floor, roll over, grab it, whatever. Then we're working on it. We're working on it. Amen. Amen. So the religion, the religion of Umbanda is part of the racial heritage from Africa. So many of the uh, 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 witchcraft and those kind of spells have to do with ignorance, where people have not heard the gospel. We need to not label people as bad people, primitive people. They just are unreached people for Christ. Got me? Many of the the um, 
leaders and, and preachers and, and uh, good preachers also are converts from Africa. You understand what I'm saying? They're converts from every country. And so we have to understand that our job as believers is to get the gospel to unreached people. And that's what Brother Summerall was there for. He wasn't judging them because, you know, they brought this horrible uh, practice over here. But he was there in that country to reach that country for Christ. He says, Mbanda is the strongest religious power in Brazil, although this low spiritism has often been outlawed and its leaders persecuted. So the devil has a scenario set up. It's a double-edged sword. In the one way he draws people into this, and then he sets up a false persecution against them, it must not be too bad because it keeps growing. And in this way he's able to imitate the works of God because the Bible said that about the children of Israel. The more they increased, the more they were persecuted. Amen? The same thing with the church. The more we increase, the more we are persecuted. We have really had persecution against the church until the power of God really shows up. That's where you can tell who's moving and who's not because they get persecuted. People who really move in the power of God, Oprah, don't call them. Amen. It's true. Because the people who who have the goods are very concerned about it being protected in the right way. They can care less about that woman who she puts on television. I'm working on getting some interior decorating done in my mansion in heaven. I ain't thinking about that one. And nothing she got either. He says in Rio alone, 30,000 weekly meetings. Now that was at the time he was over there. I think he was probably there in the 50s or 60s. And it says there were 30,000 weekly meetings held in backyards, living rooms, empty store, built any available place. It's what the preachers of the gospel need to start doing again. Just anywhere. That's how the early church started. They met anywhere there was space, anybody, anywhere, anybody was accommodating and gave them room. That's where they would meet and worship God and share the word. Makumba curses are known to bring death to people. And this involves the leaders with the authority. So their leaders fight to get authority so they can have more power. Says they are frequently jailed. Still, the men and women of prominence in politics and society are as devotees. So here we got the idle rich who are looking for even more power. You see how the spirit of mammon drives a lot of this stuff? Money's involved, power's involved, influence is involved. Despite all opposition, witchcraft flourishes like an evil cancer on Brazil's life. 
What is this evil thing called witchcraft? How did it get started and grow to such proportions in the fifth largest nation in the world? Brazil's interesting history gives you some insight into these matters and to Armindo's race heritage. On April 26, 1500 A.D., Cabral landed on the shores of Brazil and, pro- and claimed it for the king of Portugal. So the first Europeans to live in Brazil were por- Portuguese. Brazil derives its name from the dialogue Brazilwood, the first colonist arrived by 1532 and founded the town of São Vicente. So what happens first is they send a false apostle to. You got me? This is false apostleship. All of these explorers, all of these uh, uh, people who would go out were sending uh, the influence of whatever nation they went out from. So they had a king that sent them out, just like we have a king that sent us to different parts of the world to spread his message and to encourage people in the gospel, to encourage them to become Christians and to serve the one true and living God. So everything that the devil does is patterned after the real things that God does. Because God's methods are effective. You can't, you can't get a better system of doing anything than God has. Our government, God runs his kingdom on less than 10% of the income of all the citizens in it. Because I'd like to need a real consistent tither. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, things come and they go. You know what I'm saying? But even if we were all doing what's legally prescribed in the Word, He would still manage all of His business on 10% of what we make. There's no government in the world that's that efficient. How much of your income tax? We scared you can see what percentage it is. Most people is around 25, 30, some even more than that, some have some 90 percent. And we still don't have enough money to do things with. Got me? And so God's system is very efficient. It works exceedingly well, extremely well. And so the enemy will always counterfeit what God does because God's way is successful. It is successful. God's word prescribes how people will prosper. You've got to set your hand to something. How many people in this society are being discouraged every day from working? You see people dropping out of the workforce. The unemployment rate rose only so much percent. Yeah, because if a, number, a large portion of those people quit even looking for jobs. See, they drop out of the workplace. That's why it goes down. And so we have a government now that is encouraging people to be dependent upon it as though it has a source of income other than the people. It's not biblical, it never works. Pretty soon you won't run out of other folks' money. You know, you can almost see some of these people. You see these militia people that go get a gun and barricade their house, and I'm not paying no more taxes. It's illegal to take this money. You can almost see how your man can go like that when you see them, but out though. And you see some of them even look at their own children, getting welfare checks. I taught you better than that. You don't have babies out of wedlock and don't get one, get a welfare check. It's all the same. You know, how do you stop that monster? You 
can't wait for that to happen. You're sitting there watching it. There's a devil somewhere orchestrating all this kind of stuff. So anyway, the Portuguese first found it, sent their apostle over, and found it, claimed that nation for Portugal. Sugar cane, maybe there's the money factor. So you follow the money. There's always wealth in a nation where there, there's uh, war or there's strife or there's dominion. Sugar cane became, became Brazil's staple crop once the Dutch invaded Brazil because of its sugar-producing wealth. So here you got some more people wanting in there. But they were driven out by the Portuguese after 34 years. So people want to hold on to what's valuable to them. You understand what I'm saying? Here's an interesting sidelight. Brazil is the only country in the Western Hemisphere to serve as a seat of a European empire. The Portuguese royal family lived in Brazil and moved Portugal from Brazil between 1808 and 1821. Everybody knows who was around then, Napoleon. The reason for this was that France invaded Portugal in 1807 the royal family fled to Brazil. So when you have dictatorships popping up, you'll see a lot of upheaval in the world. Everybody wants a bigger piece of the pie and they don't care how they get it. So <clears throat> the fact that it was a ruling seat there is that there's a high level of spiritual wickedness there. That's a political seat of authority. That's a demonic seat of authority. That's sitting right in, right in Brazil. That's why it draws so much of this stuff. Because whatever that evil prince decides he wants to do there, he has the power to command other lesser spirits to bring it there. It says Brazil received its political freedom from the king of Portugal by writing him a letter, thus avoiding a bitter war. Compromise. Modern Brazil has 20 states, 5 federal territories, and 1 federal district. It has an area of 3 million square miles, the fifth largest nation in the world. So we have a great land mass there, but only a certain portion of it is able to be inhabited by people. Guess what the rest of it is? Something that people didn't want to have anything to do with, but now they're all excited about it. Huh? It says its extended coastline is 2,600 miles long. 90% of its population lives there. The city of Recife in the north is as close to the continent of Africa as it is to the, uh, to the city of Puerto Alegre in southern Brazil. Brazil, in many ways, is, fabulous, is a fabulous land of contrast. Rich in natural resources, it possesses the largest virgin forest or rainforest in the earth. So now we got them people going over there, worshiping over there. In this 20th century, hundreds of primitive tribes in the vast Amazonian green hell are yet unreached and untold primitive lost people in superstition and demon worship. So really, we got the, we got the green people, the rainforest, the preservation people now looking at that. So they'll go over and offer something to those poor unreached people who are in the jungle and our American pastors are wanting to get an Oprah show the ones who have all the money and have all the people trying to get an Oprah so they can sell more books 
Amen. 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 In contrast, there are dazzling cities in Rio, San Paulo, and Brasilia, though they have great edifices and stone and steel, spiritism is reigning there. It's reigning there. Because they have an evil prince over that area that allows it and draws people there for the reason he wants them to be drawn there. We've got a very, very rich assortment of, um, you could say, Decadent behavior, you can say permissive behavior, lewd behavior, especially in the major cities. Rio is second only to some areas in Asia, around Singapore and the Pacific Rim, like that, as far as childhood uh, prostitution and things like that are concerned. And so, in countries where they have all this beauty and all this wealth and all these things, still witchcraft and spiritism have a big hold in these places. It's because the devil has claimed them, the devil allows it, he actually wants to foster it and increase it. And so our job as believers is to make sure that we are equipped to every good work that God wants us to do. You may not be able to go over there and cause a revolution in one of those cities, but you can certainly pray that stuff down, and you can certainly stand against it. You can make disciples of men in the country where you are. Who knows but the person you lead to the Lord would be the next apostle, real apostle sent there, so that they can make a really big change in that area. It only takes one person from God to confront that demon spirit, and that whole thing will turn around. Amen? All right, so we're ready for our quiz. Why don't we take it real quick and we'll be able to get out of here and go to our lunch. How do you do your side check? Do the other side and get it done real quick. Thank you, ladies. See that we're in.